Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyperconscious. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan and I were lucky enough to sit down once again with the amazing Isabella Picard and Ali Bradian. So, a lot of people know about Isabella Picard and her story, Bring Back the Right Side, how she was involved in an accident. For a long time, the person she was involved in the accident with was just a girl. That girl is Allie Bradian. So, we were lucky enough to sit down with both of them. Um, they kind of told the story of how it happened, but... This is mostly for context. Isabella has been recording episodes uh, that bring back the Right Side Diary where she goes into further detail about the accident. Her and Allie actually sit down and have an emotional exchange about it. So just to give context, that's where you can find out more about that. But this episode was absolute fire. We get to sit down with them and it got very emotional. At one point we were kind of like, wow, this is actually happening. At one point Isabella was just someone that Kevin followed on Instagram and yeah. now she's a close friend of ours. And then to bring Allie into our circle... And to see them two connect on such a deep level, live on the podcast, unstaged, and just going deep was truly unbelievable. But again, Isabella and Allie came out of this, you know, unfathomable adversity better off than they went into it. It took years of overcoming emotional hurdles, mental hurdles, and physical hurdles, and now they are closer friends and they're both stronger individuals than ever. At the end of the rep, they both said that it felt like a therapy session to them. They felt like they really, really created a new beginning that they were going to um, journey on together. So, super dope rep. One of my favorites of all time, and we hope you will enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. No, no, no. Um, Geographically? Geographically? Geographically. Geographically. This is cool. So I would say make sure that pretty face is shown. Yes, true. They're going to want to see that thing. They're going to want to see that thing, Alan. That face. You good? Ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. For those of you who can see us, we have a guest that we have had two times already. So if you are a listener, an avid listener, you will know Isabella Picard. Now, we know that Bella was involved in an accident. This is the girl that was involved in the accident with her that most people didn't know for a long time. So we're going to sit down here, go deep. We went super deep in the preamble about... All things life. Oh, yeah. Everything. You excited to do this or what? Very much. I want to start, first of all, before we even get into it, Al and I were talking about this before. When we first podcasted with Bella, 
I saw her on Instagram. I think we talked about this before. I was in a crusty hotel room in New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And I said, imagine if we could podcast with her. And now, like, we're legitimate friends, which is proof to me that if you really want something, you can figure out a way to, like, get that something. Mm-hmm. It's tr- like you were sitting on that couch two weeks ago hanging out. And now it's just strange to me. Like, and you saw Kevin puke. <laughs> that was that was a couple months ago, but yeah, yeah, we partied we partied too hard. Yeah, so and by we you mean you. So how are you, ladies? How are you, ladies, doing? Wonderful. I'm a little chilly. You want me to turn the heat up? No. Oh, Allie? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. It's nice to be up here. It's freezing up here compared to New Jersey. Negative twenty. Yeah, it's gonna be negative twenty that? today. We're nice and warm in here. Yeah. Wait, negative twenty wind like like today. Feels like yeah. yeah. How are you doing it? Yeah. It, all right so let's get into i want to know for a long time nobody knew who you were and it was kind of your story right it was there was the isabella picard story of what happened what is it like for you now to kind of be out in the open and to be able to express the emotions that you kind of held back for so long because you didn't have an outlet. Like, you were just a person. You, nobody knew what happened to you, right? So what is it like now having such a big relationship with her, being so close, you guys are working together now? Like, what is it like for you to be able to express yourself fully and everybody know, like, this is what I went through? It's Long question. No, 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 no. That was necessary. Um, it's really like a, brush, a breath of fresh air, honestly, in terms of... Finally being able to get something off your chest that was just sitting there for so long. Mm-hmm. And um, Bella and I have talked about it a lot that no one knew. No one really knew for my end, like as you mentioned, and it was kind of in the dark. And it almost made me think that it didn't happen sometimes. And I talked before with her about how I almost would feel guilty that I wasn't actively thinking about it. But again, if you don't have people around you kind of like asking you if you're okay or reminding you that things are going on. And the only outlet I really had to her was Instagram. Um, but you have to recognize how intense that accident was for me to be just another person on Instagram watching her was probably the hardest part. Mm, interesting. That I couldn't be in her life or just at least have her know me as me and really get to know me. And like, at least I could know how she was doing actually and personally on a deeper body level and on her deeper mind level and not having that was hard and again and I um also told her that I had to unfollow her on Instagram for a while because it was so hard for me and I felt guilty doing it but I'm I just I didn't know what was going on I couldn't talk to her or at least it just wasn't even like something that I felt was even ready to happen um, so for me to sit with that for so long, and I had really good friends, and um, the guy I was dating at the time was really great with that, and he was my outlet. And I'm thankful for that every day that I had him to express those feelings because it's just a hard thing to talk about. And even my teammates and my coaches and my childhood friends who really didn't know about it, and my parents surprisingly knew way less about it than they had it thought. Um it was hard to find people to listen or to find people to like surround myself with that would comfort me. Um, so a lot of times it was a lot of a self comforting and, um, 
Luckily for me, that was the year after I had just really had this big awakening with myself. So I was kind of at a good place to where that happened. And I think I was able to deal with it. But if it had happened at any different time, I don't know how it would have went. But so for me, it's good now to be able to talk about it and have people really understand me and really be able to hear my side and then eventually have me feel on a deeper level that this isn't just Bella's story, it's our story. What is it like for you? Because it's kind of, when it happened, and this is from my perspective, if that happens, you assign a meaning to Allie. Like, the meaning is that's the girl that I slid into. Yeah. Right? So how, what is your relationship like now, and how did it evolve from the girl that I slid into to the two bubbly girls were sitting in, you know, you guys are cracking jokes yeah. about each other. And yeah. How did I, that happen? No, yeah, like, the day I got, like, I got to the hospital, that moment, it was, well, how did it happen? And it's, Allie, her, she's a part of my story from the very beginning. It's, this wouldn't have happened without you. And, like, so she's just always been that girl. And, you know, my family and... Yeah, especially just, like, close family would always ask, like, have you talked to the other girl or whatever? And I'm always like, well, she sent a letter, yeah, like. But, like, also, no doubt, the other girl. Right, And yeah. that was the that yeah. was the shift that uh, probably a year, I mean, not a year ago, like, April. Like, yeah. right after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, probably a few weeks after that mm-hmm. meeting we had where we met up for the first so time. So that's where, when we met up, like, that was the moment I was like, it's not that girl. This is Allie. And it didn't happen for me. And it helped me. It helped me so much because it was like, I guess, it's not even a breath of fresh air. It was an inhale. Mm. It was like just, it was just an inhale. Like, like finally, like every part of my diaphragm was like. Like good oxygen. Yes. And like, and it was because the air maybe I felt I was breathing all the time without Allie, just her being that girl. It was like my story like wasn't complete. And it's it's just, it's just crazy that you turned out to be like cool. And for the way, (laughs) (laughs) you're kind of cool. No, but, and for me, it took, so we had that the meeting on the three-year anniversary and then we had had a phone call probably a month after that where I had just gone to church and I was like I called her I was like I need to talk to you right now she's like why and I was actually a little upset I was like I know you forgive me but I'm still having issues with this forgiveness thing and I don't want to view you as the girl whose neck I broke anymore And again, you say that, or I, as in me, I've said that over the years, and people, people's first instinct is, oh, well, it wasn't your fault. I'm like, well, no, duh. You don't get into it. It wasn't my fault, but you don't know what it feels like to play a role in changing someone's life so drastically. So for the longest time, she was just the girl whose neck I broke. And I said it so harshly because even when I said, I could have said it nicely, I was like, oh, I could have said over the years, oh, it was like the girl I collided with. Right. She no, just, but that's she, how true she paralyzed. Yeah. She got paralyzed on her right side. Yeah. But I said, "This is the girl whose neck I broke yeah. because I felt so harsh about it, yeah. and it was just like something so deep." And yeah. when you're holding something that painful so deep for so long, you just want to get the most basic truth out there. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and then again, because yeah. no one was really talking to me about it or mentioning it, it kind of got hidden. And then when mm. it came up, and I was like, "She's cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't want her to view her just that." So I called her and I said. I was just in church and I finally think that I recognize that 
I'm ready to accept your forgiveness, which sounds weird. And like she laughed about that afterwards when we mentioned it. But what I was saying is she was so willing to give that to me. Mm. And because I couldn't forgive myself for something that was an accident, Mm. I wasn't able to accept hers. Like she was the, yeah. So for what the second that I was able to like forgive myself for that and recognize, hey, this isn't fake. She's not like yanking your chain over here. She actually (laughs) wants to be your friend. And then now we're best friends and I would consider you someone that's going to be in my life forever. And to be able to do that and think about that is just so happy because it was such an intense moment. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, here we are. She's my best friend. I was like, no, literally, like, you don't have to worry. Like, I forgive you entirely and I don't even feel the need to... And I remember her just being like, I know, but it's just, and then you were like, like, it's myself, it's myself, it's myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have to forgive myself. I'm like, yes. And like, we're just like, yeah. Yeah. And then the drive up here too, uh, I was saying to my friends, oh, I'm going to do a podcast with my really good friend. And they're like, oh, who? And I'm like, Bella. And they're like, wait, yeah, Bella? And I'm like, yeah, my friend. Yeah. So that's a good thing too now is like, now that we're a part, like we're fine. It's like our story. It's like, uh, it's just like, She's like my like my friend. Oh this, yeah, my friend. And oh. this isn't fake either. And it's funny yeah. how because yeah. I could see somehow maybe from an outside perspective, he's like, no way. No, every, I can attest to that for sure. Like, right. No way. Everything on social media, it's unfortunately it's so corrupt by staging shit and stuff. And it's no, like, no, you're good. When you're, people yeah. finally like see like a genuine like whoa, it's like people are like almost and like skeptical. But I think yeah. for even from my standpoint, it's like I wonder how I would feel. If if oh, I yeah. if somebody if I slid into somebody I don't know if I would be as understanding as you and that's just me being honest I don't know I don't know if I would be like yeah you know you're forgiven I don't know how I would feel well it definitely took a lot of steps yeah, oh right. for sure yeah. for sure for sure <laughs> and oh yeah I think the big point for us is that because again at first when you're talking you just meet someone you're tiptoeing around it but then mm. when we got to the deep conversations where we actually started to talk like, about this no on a deeper crap. level um. She had said, what did you say? Uh, that the reason I forgive you so intensely, Allie, after getting to know you and yes. who you are as a person is because I know that if the revolt, if the roles were reversed, you would do the same mm. damn thing mm. and, and yeah. same vice versa. And that I was like, maybe like, and I think that that was where I recognized, like, I'm not just seeing her as a person. I'm seeing her as like a soul. And, I like, remember someone, you said that too. Yeah. You said we were in the car at, uh, in Newton. Mm-hmm. Remember that is when I lost the GoPro. And I was like, we I'm seeing your soul now. Like I, I'm and feeling she was, you. She was like, it was weird. I've never like ever had someone like do that. Like she was almost like stopped by like a invisible form. It was weird. And oh, it did the thing. It did the thing. <laughs> and, she, and she was just like, for the first time, I'm seeing you as like you. And like, remember we were yeah. Like, and I was like, I'm I was not like, just do I look different? Like. Do you mean seeing you as you instead of the like instead of seeing an event? I'm seeing you yes. As, yes. as you. Yes, it's exactly. Neat. Instead That's of seeing powerful. her as a collision, yeah. I'm seeing her as like Bella. just someone I'm hanging out with. Yeah. To where the next weekend, or not next week, but uh, what was it? Two months know. ago when, when I was we here, we tried round two. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm like sleeping over at her house. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. today it was so funny. I I instead of knocking on her door, <laughs> like she didn't even know when I was coming, and she always says, "Ah, oh, just just barge in." I'm yeah. like, no. <laughs> And I've been at her house probably three times now, and I just barged in because I didn't think anyone was going to be there. And her brother and her dad are just like, what? <laughs> and it's just funny that it's gotten to that point, yeah. and we laugh about it like, now. Ah, that Yeah. Like, it's so... We, it's so that I'm at your house. We stop and look at each other, and, like, sometimes we geek ourselves out because I'm like, why are you why here? Why are you in my bed? <laughs> like, no, but seriously. But it's like, you know, like... And then I just, like, revert back to just, like, 
oh my gosh. Like, and those moments haven't stopped. And I think I'm blessed because it kind of puts things yes. in perspective. It's like, it makes us recognize, Constant. look how far we've come. Yeah. Right. But we still have like the little child in us is like, oh Together. God, we did yes. something bad, but yes, we're still friends. Like yeah. that, child, that childhood, I'm like, <laughs> I got a boobo and you're sad. And like, it, but like that is going to be the constant engine that's just always kind of like helping project the cool aurora, you know? My goodness. Right. So the the way you expressed holding something in for so long, on this podcast, the listeners will attest to this, I always say the suppression of self-expression leads to depression. I feel like we all need outlets to express ourselves mm-hmm. with our loved ones, our family, with each other. Um, one thing that I suppressed for such a long time without knowing it, and this is the one way I can relate to you with what you just said, is um, my father passed away when I was two. And I think for the longest time, every time I would bring that up, it would get weird and the the, the energy would get down. And, and also for a long time, I had a stepdad for 13 years. And for whatever reason, we didn't talk about my dad because that was a reminder that my stepdad wasn't my dad. And it was this whole thing. And so mm-hmm. in the last probably four to five years, I've really started to reflect. And I remember I asked my ex-girlfriend, Alyssa, who I was with for four and a half years. She was one of my first serious girlfriends, one of my first. And I talked to her, we uh, reflected, and I said, what did you notice about me? I was trying to get feedback. And she said, I noticed you never talked about your dad. And so when I did finally start to open that part of me up, I feel like it made me able to become more. Mm. And I had so many overwhelming moments of like pain, but it was like honest tears. It was like mm-hmm. honest pain. It was like oh, yeah. a release of emotion rather than. Mm-hmm. That's, y- and is that how you guys felt when you started yes. to? I'm assuming there were, have been several like sessions of like crying it out. There but in were, the best way. Oh, we've cried together. There, there. Right. I almost cried before this even started. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? That moment. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah. Because it's, it's so much suppressed. It's and it's so, all coming out. It's like I've the waterworks. I said, and I think you'll agree with me. Wink your wink your right eye once if you agree, left eye if you don't. I've said things to you before that I don't even think I've said to myself like about this injury. Can you wink That's the right eye? <laughs> <hand? laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Wait, if I, get... I thought there was gonna be more. No, no, no. Right. Like, like that, like that goes to show like how much was suppressed is like. Right. I've said things to you that I've the only other person maybe God like like it's. Right. And that release, oh, dear goodness. How do we, how do people know when they're holding on to things? Because I didn't really know I was mm. until after. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was all in me. Like, have you ever seen a movie yeah. that touched your soul and you start bawling your eyes out oh, like yeah. a, you know, mm-hmm. like a three-year-old it and, and it's like hysterical crying. And then after that, you feel so euphoric. You mm-hmm. feel like you release something and mm-hmm. now you can be more of True yourself, that. your authentic self. So how do, how do we get people to... That's why we created chapter one that literally was that the result of that to move on from past trauma yeah that's right? literally what i to said empower like, Dude, people. we have to do something and i we were like yeah yeah and it was like <laughs> raining i was like hit me, hit me. <laughs> we, were like, we were like what was it like but when we were just you... bawling our eyes out like two seconds before. <laughs> right. what was it like when you first so you did for those who don't know bring back the right side chapter one diary was it yeah bring back the right side diary so Chapter one. What was it like the first time you guys sat down next to each other and turned a camera on and said, all right, we're going to talk we about the shit. We procrastinated for how long? Three hours? We didn't start the videos until... Eight o'clock at night. I thought it was later. I thought it was like nine. Right. It was like nine going on ten. And I we and we did it, though. I remember we were procrastinated and trying to plan it out so perfectly. Started at ten and ended at 1130. Yeah. And we both looked at each other like, 
that was so successful. Yeah. And we thought this was going to take all day. But and we, we literally dragged that day out. And, and we both knew it. We even said it too. Like, we oh, didn't want to face it. I was like, it. we got to go to a second Best Buy now. And, and we were like, <laughs> that was when we were kind of finally realized. I'm like, if we want to move past we this, we got to. We just have to do it. Like, Who initiated what Probably me because I'm oh, the more organized definitely. one, yeah. for oh, sure. Yeah. My brain oh, is 900 <laughs> no. different No, no. no. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> she spits out all the ideas. I feed off of her ideas. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's organize this. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 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 we got this later. And I'm yeah. like, no, like we need to do it now. Clouds, clouds and dirt. Yeah. yeah, that's me and Alan. Yeah, that's me and Alan. Makes it's, sense. You guys have a very unique thing. It's fun. Right. It's so fun. We had... Probably an hour preamble where we were just shooting the shit before this. Oh, and yeah. it, it was it was very interesting. <laughs> um, so you said, Ali, you said that you didn't feel supported. Like you didn't have anybody you could confide in really. And and the way you word that, it sounds a little bad. It's okay. not like yeah, yeah. I my friends and my family are amazing. Like I can confide in them in everything. But when something like this so emotionally deep that you feel as though you can't put into words and have someone else other than the other person even fathom understanding. Right. I felt like I didn't have the support because I didn't think anyone else would understand. Do you think if you had so I'll reframe it. Do you think you if you had somebody that understood fully this whole thing would be happening right now? Mm, that's interesting. Well, we just it's kind of said well, it I don't think so. And I think that Yeah, no, we had to find That's each so other. Important almost because yeah. we didn't. How do I want to wear this? Okay, so we instead of having someone to really confide in for me, I confided in myself a lot. Mm. I told my ex a lot of things, but and he was great. But again, a lot of it I held deep. But imagine if I did have someone to talk to, and I like the people I was playing on the field with every day. They were constantly like, "Hey, how are you about this?" Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have been so driven and drawn to mm. contacting her I doubt, yeah. and really taking this to a deeper level in terms of really wanting to know how she was because she almost became and then eventually did become my outlet of support mm. in this which is ironic because you would never think that the person right? in life yeah. that you messed but up little would be your support but the behind the scenes leading up to that like i was having all these like revelations and aha moments and like ah like like paralyzed for you know six months until I could finally spend my time moving more and a lot of this you know like forgiveness and just like you being able to have me as an outlet was because of the manifestation and everything I did prior to that you know what I mean so it was almost as if she had a lot of alone time I had a lot of alone time and I think that if we didn't and again we both had support of our family and like our closest friends but I mean if we didn't have that alone time to really think and sit and she had that month of clarity yeah. or six months of clarity yeah. and then I finally reached out, right? Yeah. Imagine if she didn't. Maybe she oh, would push me away. Because right. I know I, I probably if, would and if she, Yeah. And if I had Bob. that support, maybe... <laughs> a bitter Bob. Or if I... Here's, let me rephrase it. If I would have allowed myself to have support in the way that I thought I needed it at the time, if I would have allowed myself... I don't think that I would have been able to sit with this as deeply and then learn so much at the end of it. For sure. Where I wouldn't have come this yeah. far to where I'm best friends with her because maybe my other friends would have coddled me in, in mm-hmm. a good way, yeah. though. And I, I mean that as yeah. in, like, because that's what I needed. Like, that was right. a traumatic thing. I needed someone to just, like, sit there right. and make sure that I was okay. But instead, yeah. I was forced to really face it. It's almost like Literally, you could have got, yeah. got 100 people's support, and I'm sure you did. 
Like, like yeah. you said, you had people's support, but the support you really needed was hers because she's the and only I didn't person know that. that could ever understand what you were going through. And totally. I had no idea. And that idea. was the same with me because, like, once I thought I had it all, like, you know, like, my relationship with God and just, like, where I was at and, like, the platform I had and, like, just my drive to help people and, like, I feel like... What was I just talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. If... So for her, she really, really needed you. You were the only person that could understand like I how had she support, was feeling. But I didn't allow those people to help me the way I thought oh, I needed right. it. My, my whole point was going to be is I thought I was set until connecting with you. I started, it was like, a, it's like something started fluttering mm. up again yeah. that it something was weird. Uncovered yeah, was it was buried. weird that I haven't felt like since I was like, you know, back like in the hospital and like my first stages of outpatient therapy. And then I realized it was because there was things I had to let out that only she had to hear and respond to. And it was And the craziest part is really weird. The way our personalities are and the way we gel so much. Yeah. I would have never expected that. But that's like the biggest beauty of this is she's not just somebody that understands the situation and and can feel it too and give me advice back on that on how to handle it. it. It's it's as though she, it's, so it's like, we, we joke about it. Like our souls are on the same level really to where we see each other as souls and not people. And yeah. that's, some people won't understand that. And that probably sounds a little corny, but it, I mean it. It's so true. And she gets it. I'm sure you guys yeah. get it. I think it's because we always saw each other as like that person. And when you say person, it's like you see a body and a shell and an identity. And it's like, I'm sorry. It's hard to think of you like that because it's, it's hard. You know what? And it's, but it's the, actually, this is great. The most beautiful (laughs) thing about this is that imagine if we did just know each other as people first. Yeah. We, maybe we wouldn't even have been friends. Maybe I would have been like, oh, she's like, she's just too into herself and I'm just too like involved in studying. Like we probably would have never really been friends. No. Right. (laughs) So for then what you had mentioned earlier was we're not just seeing each other as people like at the time for the longest time it was just seeing each other as the collision mm-hmm. which I think is the what needed to happen yeah. We, just, she was just a body that was there I didn't know her personality and then when we finally did we got to know each other as different people that we were prior and now these new people yeah. that we've formed into have like caused this beautiful friendship that like but that's how the world is isn't it is everyone sees the physicality oh, of the yeah. situation you assign a meaning never... you assign a meaning to something yes it's like it, you will always you know like categorize that with that and it's always that idea with that action when it's why can't people say you know that event or that idea with that thought like mm-hmm. i don't know why like that's how i see it now it's me like, too now i do but at the time like right it was, it's but that's a lot of things we got to know each other if we didn't yeah. then i would still probably see you as like the collision the see, collision I, I feel remember we when we were in florida we sat down with an interventionist evan joshauer mm. and he said something about i was talking about my father i don't have a relationship with my father for i saw him a year ago for the first time in 24 years Jeez. or something something like that but evan said i think you really need to get closure and mm. I, the meaning i have i've assigned to my father was kind of a piece of shit like mm-hmm. for lack of a better term and i don't know him I just know the lack of him makes me feel that way about mm-hmm. him, right? right. So uh, in this moment, I'm having that like, ah, I think I'm fucking up. <laughs> I right. think yeah. I should probably go figure that out. you're defining him by that event. Yeah. And like what, who knows what I could learn wow, from him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I wanted to share That's that really with, with you guys and the listeners. Really, yeah. What it do you makes, got? It makes sense because you're uncovering some deeper things that you don't even necessarily know are because there of until they're talking. Right. And that's the beauty of this is you guys empower your story, that whole thing, and then taking what, 
appeared to be your worst day and making something more meaningful and more powerful out of it, I think that's everything. And we were talking before in the preamble about like being grateful every single day and how like people like you and people like Eric Legrand and then like your part in this as well, like, and we mentioned Eric's, like who, who tackled Eric, we don't know. And it's like, I think they've talked as well. But coming out of something that traumatic that most people couldn't even fathom and then seeing you two now is the most empowering thing ever. Right. It's the most empowering thing ever. It's literally like, I feel like I could do anything. Because you know, if you guys can go through that yeah. and get here together, like that's, I, that's everything. You just remind me of something my mom would always, always say. My mom, she, you know, Bella, like, what you're what you can do you know with your positivity and you know a lot of people would want to just kind of give up and I know you're sad and I was just so lot talk about loss of identity and all right and my mom always said God's going to make you a blessing to this world he, he will and I eventually you know like two two years into my recovery I'm like yeah you know what my like yeah okay I didn't know what my mom I obviously didn't know at the time that blessing was when she came into the picture. Like Mm. I was like, Oh, Oh, I was like, (laughs) Oh, that big God. Really? Like you really want to go big. Like I was just saying like, maybe I can help little junior, you know, Jerry over here. Like (laughs) like, junior Jerry, junior Jerry know that like, Hey man, like, Shoot for the star, yeah. Yeah, Shoot for the stars. There's a lot of people with leg braces on who can't do those things, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm someone who is one of them, and you'll find a way. And quite frankly, it's fun trying to find a way because we have we have we get to adapt. Who else gets to adapt to the world? Right. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you were enjoying this episode with Ali Bradian and Isabella Picard. Friendly reminder: the website is up and live, and we did a little revamping. So now, when you go to www.thehyperconsciouspodcast.com at the very top of the page, you will see a button that says join our mailing list. If you hammer that, you will get three hyperconscious morning minutes a week. And that's the awesome thing. You're going to kickstart your days right. Your days form into your years, form into the tapestry of your life. We want to be in your ear in the morning to keep you motivated. I personally listen to motivational um, YouTube videos every morning, and we want to be there for you. I think we should get back in the episode? I think so. All right, guys. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. How, it's fun to find a way. Right? I like that. How it do is. you stay motivated, especially now? Because mm. you show up today, it's 20, I can't see, probably 20 degrees out with the wind, it's probably like 10. Yeah. And I know like that sucks for you. It's very disheartening. Yeah. yeah. So how do you show up as the Bella that we know? Want to know how? Yeah. Because the memory of being paralyzed in that bed and just the smell of hand sanitizer the smell of hand sanitizer motivates me because it smells like the hospital. And, like, all those feelings and just thoughts and just the reality of, like, my, oh, my gosh, like, okay, you're going to, this isn't just a cold. You're not going to wake up and feel a little better. Like, it's that that motivates Mm -hmm. me because I wake up today, it's cold as turkey balls, (laughs) and I have a lot of nerve pain in the cold. I mean, and it's instantaneous with wind, especially. And I just have to just, Belle, like, look at your freedom. Look at your independence. Like, everything that you've figured out that so many people are struggling to do with a disability, it's like you can just live your life. Like, you can just 
be. It's like not like uh, like you're an alien. Yes, this is going to hurt. This wind, this coldness that you're not comfortable. Right now, like I'm not comfortable. What did I do? I had to get up. I had to get something to put my feet on because they started tingling. I it's noticed like, that, yeah. So it's like, but I think to myself, like I just smile in there when I'm looking for something because I'm like, oh my gosh, at least I'm not feeling bad because this chair's, you know, if I had a wheelchair right now, like I'd have to make you guys like move this table and move it or maybe find a different place. And it's like those thoughts are just always in my head. Like if I had a chair, like if I needed my walker, I know exactly where I'd put it right by the couch. And it's these wires. And that's what motivates me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like it could be worse. other. Yes. Other I guys, think yeah. I think people need to like not only hear that, but understand your reality makes you be grateful for your like what you have yeah. and i think i'm guilty of it for sure i am mm-hmm. i have a 65 inch tv it's warm as hell in here <laughs> i have a nice car like right and i bitch about stuff you know <laughs> it's like come on Kev, we figure all it do. out <laughs> figure we it all out do. but i feel bad when i do because it's it's hard to hit yourself on the head and say perspective 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 it perspective right. you've done 115 podcasts with a bunch of people who have it like so much different than you and they have different things that they're dealing with and they've dealt with s- such tough stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know how to get perspective sometimes. So hearing that moves me and I want you to know that. And I love you. I think and that's I the most too. empowering thing about your story, about this whole thing is, is perspective on yeah. what at any moment, something like that Amen. drastic can happen and change your life forever. Yeah. And that's and, my motivation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We've t- that's literally that's that is my her motivation is my motivation mm-hmm. in the sense that and her appreciation is my gratitude like i'm always just like the way you appreciate like your body and like when you are like you recognize it and you'll say it to me like yeah uh, like i'm automatically just like grateful because of her appreciating something that i lack and it's like not that i mm. it, it's just such she- a it's a perspective like when i guys when i wash my face and brush my teeth I no word of lie. I'm not saying this to sound like Mother Teresa. Thank God. I'm like, God, thank you for just for all of this water. Like sometimes I'll just be like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you, God. Like, <laughs> like to myself, but like it's because I mean it. And it's, I think of people without it. And it's, would they look at me and be like, oh, I'm really happy. Like, no, they'd probably want to smack it out of my hand. But it's like with this situation, it's something so attainable and so something people have to do every day that you know it's like it's like you don't know how good it makes me like feel and like the faith that like is assured in uh, yeah and the reason I get a little bitter about this sometimes too and I've told Bella this is that I wanted to recognize and flip the switch to where earlier I was like I have it way better then she has it right now. And I need to use this to my advantage. And because it was kind of in the dark a lot, I wasn't able to get that. I wasn't able to get that motivation that I needed. So I kind of just sat with it, sometimes buried it, not on purpose. It just happened. Life happens. Like I was busy college student fighting injuries of my own and then pre-med and trying to just grind. But I think the thing that sat with me for so long was that I wasn't appreciating the fact that I even get to get up and mm-hmm. walk with my right side. Mm. Right. And that yeah. sat so heavy on my heart. And then when I finally, and again, you would think that that would happen right away. And, and it yeah. makes me kind of like 
sad to say that it didn't. It took no, it's it took three years of us meeting three years after the accident yeah. for me to fully appreciate yeah. what I still have and what she doesn't. And yeah, people have asked, well, so what happened to you? And I'm like, I had like a I had a bruise on my yeah. knee. <laughs> but do you know how hard it is yeah. to say that? Yeah, no. And then, I remember you telling me that. Like and you're then, like, Anna was wearing a knee pad, dude. Like like yeah, she, she was and, like literally like And the hardest part is that I came out of that unscathed. Yeah. So, and especially now, a lot of my thoughts that I've been having in life and where are my purposes and where I'm going, mm. that plays such a big role because it's like for two, three years, I was feeling like subconsciously and I didn't even recognize it all the time, like crap about myself. Cause I'm like, Allie, you got out of this. Okay. Mm. What are you going to do about it? Well, mm. yeah. How are you yeah. going to fulfill your life's purpose? Whatever that is through this accident mm. and that's what i'm still sitting with to this day but at least now i am aware and actively searching and actively right. searching all the time yeah and I that's think motivation that goes back for me to too when you were talking about how like surround yourself with you know people imagine if they were all like asking you how you were and and th- i mean that plays a role into because you didn't even have to think about me i mean well but, I, but I, life went on in the softball world the but bella's you, world did like stopped literally stopped in its tracks and you were like with that and and you know like I know it was hard and it's difficult but like I think that way made you have to do it all on your own and yeah and that's how I had to do it too Bella knows this but I've battled injuries my entire life it's almost a joke in my family every season of every sport I ever played I always had an injury but that was just normal for me It, it was like oh like my parents would always say Allie, like, what you're doing is amazing. Like, you're doing great. And I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, isn't that what everyone's supposed to do? You're supposed yeah. to just get down and get back up again? Like, yeah. duh. So I always had that. And then... Meanwhile, I went through my whole softball career, I mean, like, yeah. zero in. So it was pretty much, like, my entire life, I had well, never... you were a tank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was jacked. Yeah. But my entire life, I had never gotten to the highest point that I could... Th- like thought I could with my athletic career and it still sits with me to this day and I'm trying to let that go I think that's the next step of this process (laughs) yeah but it was hard for me especially like all the injuries and then my biggest injury was um high school before going into college oh yeah and I slid into second base and my ankle like turned sideways which is ironic and I got up and never in my life in all my injuries that I had did I feel and I've actually never mentioned this to you and I'm like getting chills thinking about it I was on my knees on there and all of a sudden I just like closed my eyes and I saw like this person like as if it was like a bright light and it was like weirdly like God or something. And I like opened my eyes. I was like, this is going to be life changing. And I remember walking off that field being like, I am not going to be the same after this. And then months went by and what happened was they misdiagnosed it. It actually was torn, but they said it was sprain. And I remember saying to my high school coach, hey coach, I'm sorry, but I can't run. Mm. it still hurts and I don't want to be hurt for college and, and he was, yelled at me and he's never yelled at me and I cried oh, and I've never cried in front of a coach and I I was just like I'm telling you on a deeper level something is wrong with me I end up going back months later torn. tore the entire ankle oh my God. because they didn't fix the outside oh, the inside no. got torn Jeez. that was my life-changing injury then I had to get another surgery like didn't like really play college freshman year sophomore year got done the second surgery and you had uh, Alan had asked me earlier was there a point in my life that I kind of like woke up before this accident Yeah, and I herniated my disc after my second surgery. So I had a second surgery prior to sophomore year and the book that I had read was way of the peaceful warrior. And it was about this, um, 
this old Olympic, well, he wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. He went to Cal Berkeley, I think, for gymnastics, and he was in a really tragic motorcycle accident. Said he wasn't going to walk again, all this stuff. Ended up overcoming it, and some of it, they say, is like fiction, but a lot of it's real. And what happened was he met like this guru who pretty much talked about all this mindfulness stuff that we had talked about prior to coming on here mm-hmm. and changed his perspective. And then he went on to the Olympics. And This was before the accident? This was before the accident. Okay. This was after my second surgery. I read this book because so I was like, I need motivation. My friend was like, Allie, oh, I, see. I, I see. just read this book. You should read it. And I didn't think anything is the most life-changing book for me. Mm. And after that, um, I was like, okay, I'm ready to go into the sophomore year. This is before this accident too. So hungry, finally going to overcome this injury. Then my nanny had passed away. And unfortunately for me, but fortunately in, um, in greater right. perspective, I had found her. And that was something that was really hard for me. And it was really heartfelt for me. And we were really close and it was for a greater purpose, but we don't need to get into that. But so that's <laughs> hard with me. Then season's about to start. Well, what happens? Allie's ankle gives out doing like a hang clean to front squat, and I herniate my disc. And so you're and it was over. The first game when so when I was playing you, that was like my first year back. Like, like yeah. So she like it was the battled, first battled, battled, and finally I'm got back. back. I was mm. finally got back, and then that happened. Like my goodness, I know, and I didn't know all this. So like when we first like talked, and and she's like, I don't know how to tell you this. Like I do like. I am no one to say, like, I know what you're going through because I don't know what you're going through at all, but I have things to say to you that I think will help you because I dealt with, like, so many annoying, nagging injuries and, and you know, this was misdiagnosed and, but, like, blah, 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 blah. So I understood She was trying it. to relay to me, like, like... I get you, but yes, I don't want you to think and, I'm pushing she, it because yeah, I want to really get you first And it wasn't, I, like, I was trying to feel you out and I was like, okay, oh, yeah. And then it wasn't until you said... Like, fine. It may have even been the next conversation we had. You collected your thoughts and you were like, and then, like, finally, like, as soon as I was as healthy as I've been in college, and I was like, no, really? Like, I get it now. Like, the collision happened, and then that's a whole nother world of mm. mental injury, like, right. emotional injury. And it's like, that's, yeah, that was. Did you play differently after? Yeah, and it's just, again, and no one on my team at the time, too, in college had ever seen me healthy. So no one ever knew. So I was already kind of mm. struggling with that mentally. I had a girl on my team that reminds me that of that. Yeah. When I was younger, all the people I grew up with, they're like, oh, you were one of the best shortstop mm. we've ever seen. And then I get to college, and I could never <laughs> be that person. Oh. And then trying to come back. So I was already dealing with that. So then to have this accident on top of it. So not only was I struggling mentally because – you know what? I wanted to prove myself, as everyone right. does, and I felt like right. I deserve that. All the hard work. And your I want, body just kept. And now, not only did I have to do it for myself, I I needed to do it for her. Mm. And yeah. you would think that'd be a good thing to a point, but it actually really was tough. Yeah. And it, it put a lot of weight because not only was I dealing with pressure from my coaches, pressure right. from my teammates. Because yeah, you're gonna worry about what your teammates think of you. Right. Um, right. Pressure from the people back home that thought I was supposed right. to be some great softball player, right. and here I am, injured every year, never doing right. something. And then all of a sudden, it clicked, and I was like, you know what? Mm. That doesn't matter. Like I can walk. Yeah. And that was like a breaking point for me. So I played not that great. And then as I was going into senior year, I was finally clear where I was like, you know, mm. I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. I'm going to do this for her. 
And then first fall ball game, like, I, I don't even remember. I and think I my remember. shoulder popped out. And then I was like, oh, I need to do this again. Like, and Bella's like, all right, yeah, keep going. Yeah, so I, she was like, I want to play for you so bad. I like, I want to do so this bad. and I want to do it Little well. Little did she know I'd been manifesting for the last, like, year and a half, like, and all of a sudden softball just became something I could no longer identify with, nor never wanted to because I know how easy it is to get your identity stripped away from you when it's materialistic. Mm. And and I and so I wanted something for her that she didn't even want anymore. That and might be the deepest thing I've ever heard. No, but no, but so, but you know what? I got a pee. I got a pee. might not come back either. Right? No, no, but I'm out. No, and the thing is, no, we the reason I'm not as shook about that is because she said that to me before. Because the craziest thing, I didn't know that. I didn't know that she had already peeled off that part of her identity because she's accepted. This is my fate. I'm going to keep saying I'm going to play again because I want to believe that I can because miracles happen. Right. Yeah. But she's like, I'm not dumb. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. You. I get it. I like, I'm probably not going to play again. But I want people to believe that I am because I want to believe that I am. Yeah. And if you don't have hope, what do you have? I said, if I don't. Uh, but so, and, and the thing is, that was my senior year. And I didn't know that. And then I didn't really have a great year. Going into, I had the opportunity to attend grad school. It's all crazy how things happen. I know. Right. And I wanted to do grad school because I was getting it paid for. I knew it was probably going to be the hardest thing I did in my life. And I was like, you know what? I'll get a fifth year to play softball. I'm going to do this for her. Did CrossFit. Was in kick-ass shape. All this stuff. First fall ball season, someone slides into my knee at second base. At second base. Uh, yeah. it's Someone slides into my knee and my knee uh, dislocated. And then I took some time, really thought about my future and that's when you were, yeah. And that's Can when I, I stepped you? away from the sport. And you know what? Before you ask that, the craziest part is going back to this peeling thing. I had called her and said, I am so sorry. Mm. And she was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I need to stop playing softball. And she was like, instead and that of. Was like, that was the first time we talked, talked. about it. And, and, was like the, yeah, and, and, was, and she and she goes, she laughs. I'm like, are, are you good? She's like, Allie. As a relieved as I am to hear that, I gave that up a long time ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but she was like, I love you. And that was like probably the first time she was like, I don't even know you, but I love you. I was you. like, I don't know you, but I love you. I was like, because the fact that the, for it is very rare for someone to come to the realization that I felt you come to. And it was that materialistic idea versus the right. just. Yeah, versus the. I am what I do versus I still am anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I've it's been struggling with recently. Fire. Yep. That's so powerful. One thing I wanted to ask you, just just totally little side tangent. When you had someone slide into your knee at second base, was that like scary for you? Because it's like again, like was that like a moment? No, because the, like? the the thing is that I've I was just known to not be fearful at second. So when I did tag people out, I was never malicious to where I purposely try and tag people. Yeah. But yeah. I had no problem going in the base path. Even after that. Yeah, for the ball, because that's what they teach you. The, you go for the weirdly, ball. Weirdly. Right. So the, if it's in the base path, you go. a good shortstop's going to so go So even right after the accident, I didn't. But the thing is, even to this day, because I never did it enough, like sliding, I still am terrified to slide because of my injury. Really? Interesting. And it's ironic because you're terrified to slide too. Yeah. But, oh well, if like but, if I'm on a softball field, like like it's funny how that works I'm out. Speaking or, I, I, I don't look at it the same way I used to. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd, yeah, like I'd rip this thing up. And then I like the first place I look, no matter what, I'm over it. I'm good. But the first place I look at second, and I'm like, okay, could I, could I see myself? No. No. And like, absolutely not. But I think I could. I don't know. I might try it. 
We'll, we'll both summer. try one day. <laughs> that might be that might be a, a thing be to fun. conquer. You know? Yeah. Like Honestly, if we d- this yeah, because I won't. I, I haven't. Dove, I haven't slid. And I've dove to catch like a ball because like I didn't have the da 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 power. But like I've never like that 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 dove since my accident. We'll have to put I some to like the slip and slide or something, and we'll work with a slip and slide first, and then right. move on from slip there. and slide first. Yeah, please invite us to that. I want to. Yeah. I would love to do I'll that. Host, I'll host something. I think that'd be like honestly, that'd probably be the most fun thing, and we'll probably raiser. both like cry afterwards. That's our fundraising idea. We have a whole slip and, slip slide. and slide. Is that like effed up though? Come watch Bella Picard slide again. Come watch them slide into each other again. Hey, it's for a good cause. Right. It's for a good cause. And you're really the only two who could say that it's messed no, up. Or yeah. right, right? So, no, we have so many of these moments. Like, <laughs> Wait, I've, I've tried to trip her with my cane before, and she'll, like, stick her foot out to try and trip me. And she's like, oh, my God, is that is that messed I'm like, up? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, funny, too, because when I met her brother for the first time, Julian. Oh, yeah, that was so If I wasn't me, anyone else would probably have been traumatized. The first thing Julian said was he like smiles at me, puts his hand out, and I'm like excited but nervous (laughs) as crap to like meet her family for the first time. I'm like, do they still hate me? But like, you know. They never did. And he goes, hey, I'm Julian. I heard you broke my sister's neck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of course. And he's like, his personality is like, and he's been there for me the most out of, like I've lived with him in Florida for a while. So like, he gets uh, like my personality and how I yeah. can get over these things. So he like he didn't totally even know. projected it on Allie. <laughs> he didn't even was, know that I had the same personality, was, but it was like yeah, very ballsy. Like, but I was like a bold statement. Yeah, yeah right? I forget what you you were like ah uh, yeah. And then we I what was I gonna say? I was like I had such a clever comeback. How long have you been thinking of that one, Julian? Yeah, oh, <laughs> it literally shit. was Did you like say that? no. But she came upstairs like ten like, minutes later. We're like talking about. I was like, like what have you been one. waiting three years to shoot that joke at me, Julian? And then Allie was like. I should I go that. downstairs and say that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> then it'll be. It's a good moment. It's a good icebreaker, at least. <laughs> right. I know, right? Are you so? When we were, we went to New Jersey with you. Yes. We were in the mall getting. I think we were getting Chinese food on the <laughs> oh, way home. Yeah. Oh right. Oh yeah. And for the first time ever, I was like a little bit starstruck because two girls came up to her and they were like, "Are you Isabella?" And it was like we took pictures for her. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. So yeah. are you? ready for that if that happens like have you guys talked about what happens when this thing blows up i've we've talked about it a little bit like i'm like i'm like (laughs) i want that yeah and like and and, and the thing is here's the thing prepping for i think i know that there are a lot of people that say everyone wants to be someone people recognize but then you get there and you hate it but why would i eventually hate being recognized for something that at its core has so much like yeah. has such a greater meaning. I don't think I'll ever be mad. Like it's I don't because very few people. Because if anyone could just see us and feel that and feel, yeah. hey, this is what can come out of adversity. Yeah, yeah. I will uh. never be mad about it. I don't care how many people. I mean, I'd love it, but like, I don't care how many people end up following her on Instagram mm. or whatever. It, it's not about that. It's literally mean her. We have really no need for that. It's like yeah. the reason we want to reach more people is because we want to touch more people. The conclusions right. that we come to when we're just like chilling, just me and her, people would, people would, I mean, the things that we talk about and like, it would change their lives more than a public appearance like from us because it's real behind the scenes and it's passionate in mm-hmm. front of people and it's passionate behind the scenes and it's real in front of people. So it's like, there's there's no... 
escape avenue of not to get something out of this. And it's having like, the outlet, like where you were saying, when you can't self-express, like you kind of like depress it down a little bit. Right. Mm. I think I almost want that. Like mm. I want a, a greater platform to be able to right. express my side too. Because again, I think that that's going to be a really big stepping stone for mine and Bella's relationship and going forward. going forward because until I, and I do, but there's still like 5% of me that doesn't view this as our story. Right. And I know that this second that we can come out together, I mean, obviously it's her. Mm. It's her. Like I am very aware that people are always going to recognize her before they recognize mm. me. But fair enough. Like she battled some tough shit. Right. And, oh yeah. But it wouldn't. I. Wouldn't but the thing is, I want. You, so I. Like, but I want it to get to the point. <laughs> you will always lose yeah. that argument. Like, I know. You always. But I want it to get to the point where I feel comfortable <laughs> enough to like bust her balls and be like, "Hey, this is my story too." But right. I'm not there yet. But I would like that and because I, I know that we got to a different level to where I now we're impacting. What I encourage her with is like where where our story becomes our story is like a year and a half out like this is how like what i realized like whoa is if she didn't do in in everything that she did especially when you like read that book like trying to like all these things like if she wasn't who she is then i wouldn't have recovered the way i have because the things that you've said just even your presence in my life mm. like as like i said not just that girl helped me heal a lot mentally it was a mental part of my brain that was being held captive by those what if thoughts and then finally it was like oh that's Allie poof and you couldn't hear it from anyone else it has to be her and then it opened up a whole region of just energy motivation just like thoughts and that's kind of what like those things do, though. Yeah, and and you, <laughs> ex- <laughs> they do. It's like I missed every, you, Bella. I know, I missed you. It's like and and thing is, we've talked about too, Bella and I. Um, clearly, we have a lot of deep one-on-one conversations <laughs> <I know>. over <laughs> here. <laughs> when we're together, we have to utilize our time wisely because we, really we live do. so far apart. But we do. Um, she had told me, and I, it made me feel great too, knowing that. Because she did know me as a person, it almost helped her definitely recover more because mm-hmm. instead of wondering, like, does she even care? Like, And everyone's yeah. going to feel oh, that a little bit. I everyone's going to feel that bitterness and jealousy. And, that's in the beginning, And, and yeah. she definitely, and she couldn't say that, she, I would say she's a liar if she didn't feel that because, yeah, of no, course, in that's the everyone. Oh, turn she, yeah. And some of my therapists. Yeah. <laughs> Talk that <laughs> <not> shit. <laughs> yeah, some of the things she was probably saying about me. Especially little did when she, I came out of surgery. But, like, like, little did she know that I was, and she didn't even know this, I was pre-med trying to be an orthopedic surgeon, yeah. fixing people that so it, fixed her. She had no idea. So, like, literally, my heart's in it's such a good place. It's little things. Like, and then you find that out, and she's just, like, instead of hating me, it's kind of like, whoa, wow, like, you can help me heal. Yeah. This is badass like, like hell I thought yeah you were, i thought you were like a graphics major like, <laughs> did you yeah, like, like, I don't know. just like everyone. we're sorry to any graphics majors I, right no, there. no, no. no offense <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't even know if that is a major <laughs> right <laughs> so, like just like hilarious. i thought you were just like i didn't realize how like because if you were that or any other major like that wouldn't benefit right or even help like the feelings i needed to like have just like go away and did that impact your decision to be an orthopedic surgeon or try to be no she was i had already that on that yeah course. that's what Interesting. i mean i had so. wanted to be and this is what i'm struggling with this actually recently um put a lot of thought into it too i wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon since i was 
probably 11. I'd faced injuries early on, but like funnily, like, I don't know, is that the word? Uh, hysterically. Funnily. Yeah. <laughs> funnily. I like oddly funnily enough. Uh, oddly yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Ironically, um, either way. Whatever. Ironically, <laughs> I... <laughs> such finally, a, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> I didn't get it. Uh, as funny as it is, um, <laughs> I didn't get it. Um, now, now the show gets—it's it's a little cheesy now. But when I was younger, Grey's Anatomy was like one of the first shows I ever co- came to love watching, and it was just because there was this powerful female, like lead main character, gonna be a surgeon. And I was like, Mom, I want to do that. Right. I mean, and then as the years went on, I had had injury after injury, and I was like, you know, I want to be the person who helps the to people. help these people right, right. and Makes sense. then this accident happened and i like i didn't think that there was anything else i'd want to do i was like i need to do this i need to help people like her and again i had wanted to help people like me and now i'm like no i want to help people like you and me i don't want anyone to ever feel as low as I felt during my injuries, if I can even just like give them a smile and be like a surgeon, and be like, hey, it's gonna be okay. If I could just do that one thing to make their process go a little smoother, right. and then obviously fix them mm. from the inside out, mm-hmm. um, I would feel fulfilled in life. And then again, this accident happened, and even more intensely, I was like, I need to do this. Um, but now I work with orthopedic surgeons, and they're great. And I've learned so much from my research experience with them. But as this, ironically, as this time with them has gone on, I've had more time to grow with Bella. And I was talking about with her, how I had like this weird, like kind of like mind blowing vision that I want to do surgery. But then when it comes to thinking about having her in my life and being able to make an impact through this experience in the same way that I thought I was going to impact patients in the future through my experience. And then I am just struggling with the fact that I might not have time to impact people through this collision and only have like and then just be like oh well I had some injuries and I ran into someone and now she's good so let me help you with this surgery like it's become deeper than that and and I'm struggling with whether going into that profession is going to give me as deep of a meaning as I had originally thought for since I was 10 years old my goodness so for that identity like losing that recently or I'm not even losing it I'm just questioning it and whether maybe becoming a physical therapist and then being the person that actually helped me and her get through those mental times or maybe didn't maybe like, you know, it's just, or maybe we wish there would have been a little more help there. Mm -hmm. Is that my purpose? And you have more time doing that and you can impact people's lives just as intensely, if not more because you're spending more time with them. And then me and her can still do talks and impact people. Mm -hmm. But then I go back. I'm like, well, Allie, you've always wanted to do this and there's a greater purpose to it. So Mm You're, just, try, you're trying to figure out how to have the biggest impact. What, exactly. What vehicles will bring has, the biggest impact? It has nothing to do with the money yeah. because I'm fully it, aware right. that becoming an orthopedic yeah. surgeon is going to make a lot more money than a physical therapist. Right. And no one's going to get it. Like It's just in my mind, it's like no one can understand how much of an impact I thought becoming an orthopedic thir- surgeon yeah. was going to be right. and how intensely I'm fighting whether I'm trying to break out of this little shell I put myself in, break mm. through it, and there's something greater past it. Or if maybe I think I'm in a shell, but I'm really not. Right. So yeah. you've I, evolved since then. You you know more than you used so to. So I'm kind of right? like, am I am I trying That's to get true. out of this little box I put myself yeah. in, and or 
am yeah. I not in a box that I just think I am? And I just need to like turn around and be like, oh, wow, there's a whole opening over here. I'm just looking at the two walls in front of me. Like yeah. I'm deciding whether where I am at now is because I'm trying to make a change forward or if I'm just kind of like jumbled and, and I, I'm just a little confused and I still want to do I what I thought. I think you're jumbled and confused because you're finding yourself right. more yeah. every day. And I, and and I had, you're, comfor- you're comfortable with knowing what you know you always were saying because you know new things are kind of like i was always so sure and then this accident happened and then the more me and her grow and do these things the more the less sure i am Mm. that i want to and it's a lot and i respect so many people who go into med school it's especially an orthopedic surgeon it's eight nine ten more years of my life right and i was willing i'm thank god like i would love to do that i i just think that it has nothing to do with the fire in my belly to do that i just think that the fire might be facing a different direction yeah, now and i'm right. coming to terms with that I and every the, time i see bella and talk to bella i'm like i got this feeling where i'm like we're gonna do something feeling. we're gonna do, do something you think that's why and we talked in the preamble a little bit you said like you really really want to spend so much more time around her do and i mean, want to and and i know I like, that it, i like just <laughs> want to be around her because her energy is so good and we right. feed off each other yeah. so intensely do you think it's subconsciously because you think if you spend more time this vision will become clearer yes and and i mm. think that that now that you're saying it is a fault, um, mm. and that's what we just talked about in the car we on the were. way here, that I need to really go in. And Bella's done that. Bella's had a lot of, unfortunately, time to sit down and think about this exactly. stuff when she couldn't yes. walk. <laughs> yes. So a what I need to do now is like learn from her, and that's the greatest thing. It's like we learn from each other all the time. It's, she got hurt, but like the things that I will, yeah. I would not be the same person if I didn't have this. Yeah. So now I need so to recognize weird. that that's I need so to really weird. sit with myself. Yeah. And really, the thing is, you know, what I think I'm doing. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> Oops. trying to find my things in outer, in the outside world, outside objects, whether they're people yeah. or music or thoughts, because yeah. even those are inanimate. They're they're not you. So I really am like in the process of becoming more aware and digging deeper down there. And, and that's what's so cool is we know we're at that stage, and that's why you know this is the step before the next step. You know, before we can like really do it. I know you you got some real yeah, quick go, go, go. for the for the listeners like I might be the most mentally exhausted I've ever been <laughs> in this because it's it's like we're in this echo chamber of what this this isn't I don't know how to even explain it. Yeah, we were literally take yeah, this is like this is it. We're we're like, in this circle and we haven't left the circle because yeah. the circle, you know what is I mean? Here. There's no yeah. end. <laughs> you guys are trapped. <laughs> You know what I mean, though. It's like I don't want to step out of the circle because this is this is what their reality is. Yeah, it's such a high. And like we've it been is. pulled into the reality for the conversation. Does that make any sense? Right. Make any sense? Your hands are the coldest ever of all time. By the way, it's I know freezing I'm freezing in here. Is it? Yeah, it's cold as hell in here. No, no, you're good. My hands just always get cold. I'm so kind of cold too. If if I might uh, throw out a, an olive branch here, I think that Bella shakes your snow globe, so to speak. So for the listeners, I always use this analogy: like everything you think you know. When you listen to the Hyperconscious Podcast, that's kind of our goal is to stir the pot, like shake the snow globe mm, like up. Everything that. you think you know, mm. it gets like, it gets, it's still there, but it's kind of in the ether. And then when you're in solitude, personal growth is, is personal. When you're in solitude, things will land. And then mm. you'll make distinctions that you didn't have before. Ah. And then that fire that you clearly have, by the way, clearly. Yeah. You're very hungry for, to help people, to change the world, to do these things. 
and we talked a lot in the preamble, yeah. you're going to have more and more clarity and more and more direction each time the snow globe gets shaken. Every time Kevin and I hang out, I shake his snow globe every and single I, time. I shake your snow globe. No, and that's why... <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Shaking the snow globe. You do, though. You definitely but do. And I, that's, I know, yeah. yeah. And that's what I've been coming to terms with, too. I want to be surrounded by more people that do that for me and right. my family's great and my friends from home are great and they're doing that for me now like I needed what they've given me since I've moved back home I needed but now I'm at a point where I need to I need to need a dream team we yeah, need, need we need to team. like I need a mentor on a different yeah. level mm. to like understand I need someone and right now yeah. Bella's the only person who gets me on the deepest possible I, yeah. level and I truly and she do, gets like, it and which is why I think it frustrates me when she can't talk right because I'm like mm, I need okay. you right now yeah Right. So you don't feel understood. But you'll also find But she under that. yeah, so she understands me, but it's just like I need you. But, but the thing lot, is I yeah. think I need to take right. that energy and stop trying to get that through someone else yeah. and, and look internally and really it. sit down there yeah. and actually really dig deep down in there. Exactly. And like take my little exactly. flashlight, go through like I got a lot down there that it's creaky. I appreciate how honest you're being, right? It's like I'm actually is, like actually very no, this sub- is when I sh- when this is over. Ask Bella. I'm going to overthink everything. Like, no, no, I just no. Tell you're, everybody you're doing that. Amazing. But I, I just I appreciate how vulnerable you're you're exploring right now. Like that's what yeah. you're doing. I right? would never that's be I this vulnerable. I mean, my last relationship, he was probably one of the biggest people to yeah, break me out of this vulnerability yeah. shell because again, I grew up with a lot of guys. Twin brother. Oh yeah. Had to kind of be tough. Like that right. was just my yeah. exterior. Yeah. So then when I, so then I got a little crack of vulnerability through that. My family helps me. But this accident has made me more vulnerable than... And because you know what? Why, why, why care? Why care That's about the vulnerability? Right. And you know what? The thing is, the things that make us... Untethered soul. But I don't know the exact quote. But like the things that make us feel the most uncomfortable are the worst parts of ourselves that we know we need to fix. And right. if we just keep protecting them... And pretending they're not there. And pretending yeah. they're not there and shoving them down, they're never going exactly. away. Right. So this accident, without this, I would have never come to the fact that I would listen to that book right. and recognize that, that my vulnerability is actually my biggest weakness yeah. because I can't be honest all the time with how right. I feel. Well, you, I, you can't make decisions based on false data, ba- yeah. based on self-delusion, yeah. based on things you're not even aware of. It's not yeah. just what you see so in the mirror that matters. It's what you're not seeing that mm. someone That's else so like Bella true. can show you. It's huge. I, and I love think you. That, like, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing ever. Oh, <laughs> the greatest God. thing ever. All right, I'm going to pee on that note. Kevin, ask your next question. <laughs> so well, well, we're coming up on an hour, so I want oh, yeah, to make sure. Oh, wow. Sorry. No, 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 no. no. I just want to respect your time. You've already been here for two and a half hours. Keep it hours. going. Like I love these conversations. Um, I want you to plug everything that's going on. I know you have like a new series with other people at Plug Away. Yes. So, well, first thing I want to say is, is I love you too. Everyone, (laughs) (laughs) I love you too too. Um, I think the first thing I want to say is everyone watch Chapter One on YouTube. On YouTube, type in Isabella Picard. It's Chapter One. the it's, collision doing, that changed our lives. Yeah, it's it's me and Allie just like pretty much elaborate on like the actual like incident and like the short months after. Um, definitely watch that. Also, Allie's Instagram, Allie Bradian. Do you want to spell it? A L L I E B is in boy. R A D is in dog. I A N. And uh. You can also, like, if you scroll down, you can actually see she wrote some really, really powerful uh, posts, like, in correlation with that 
chapter series so it's really cool you that was the first time i'd ever yeah. been vulnerable about the situation yeah, so and let like alone deep. on a public level yeah so also uh my instagram at isabella picard i have a twitter isabella picard <laughs> <laughs> And a Facebook page at Bring Back the Right Side. I will link all of those. And our email. Below. Oh, our yeah. Email. Bring Back the Right Side at gmail.com. Ooh, that's, yeah, I that's, like that. That's Excellent. our like. I watched chapter one. I actually watched chapter two as well. How crazy was that? She got squished by a pan. It was I insane. Know. And her shoes, like. The clogs, yeah. it literally made that much of yeah, a difference. It, whole thing. it was a whole thing. Yeah. But I can definitely attest to. Because there's like, let's be real. There's not much when when you're prepping for a podcast. There's not much out there when it comes to you two, other than that, yeah. right? Right. So I really enjoyed, especially your dynamic, and I like it even more in person because we get to see it in person. But <laughs> I can definitely attest to uh, episode one and to being dope AF. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you're that. Very powerful. Thank I watched so chapter much. one. I didn't watch chapter two yet. Get on chapter that. Chapter one. I did. You're it's crazy. You're, yeah. I'm behind. You're behind. I'm it behind. Is so Slacking. Crazy. Right. Anything you have before. Are we trying to ask our questions? Oh, yeah, we got to ask our questions. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So I've already asked you probably twice. Right. But I'm going to ask anyway, both of you, <laughs> because who knows if it's changed since, right? Right. We've been put on this earth, this miracle, one in 400 trillion, Something I believe, like is the yeah. odds of being born. What do you both separately and together hope to accomplish before you die? You want to start? We'll start with Allie. Because she was trying to get Bella to start. Ah. Yep, I saw it. No, it's okay. Um, I, it's, it's weird, and I feel like this is a really horrible answer, but it's more of a feeling. It, it's just, I have like this, and again, I get it when I'm around Bella and when I talk about, like, or I think about what me and her could do in order to mm. impact people. I have such this like, warm fire, and it's not like a burning, it's like a love fire like in my stomach that to where roast a nice marshmallow I want, <laughs> I just want to be able to help and spread love and have like my legacy. I don't know what the word would be. Yeah, like, like, when I leave this earth, just honestly yeah. to be like, that person made me feel better by being in her presence than when she left. Like her mm. energy and I her happiness, that. like mm. I felt something there. So I don't need to do it. I don't need to make a lot of money. I right. don't, but if I can leave a room every time and just have someone feel my energy and like at least let allow them to get something out of it then i that's like my purpose and i think that's what i'm struggling with with one i want to do with my future because i want to impact the most people possible mm. and i don't know which route i'm going to be able to do that i think the more you hang out in the pool the clearer it'll become for sure very wow. very true nice yeah right not it's bad be his post tonight yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah the pool like the more you hang out in the pool the clearer it'll become <laughs> if your goggles aren't foggy because you got to spit in them. And make sure no one pees in your pool. Do? Yeah, that's what professional... Yeah, I don't pee in the pool. I do. <laughs> no, I said make sure no one else pees oh. in your pool. It's a metaphor for oh. people that are toxic. Not that I'm defensive. Oh, don't, 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 don't worry about it. Uh, he wasn't talking about the real pool. He was talking about like the, the hypothetical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The hyperconscious <laughs> pool. Yeah, the hy- um, <laughs> I, I want to leave this earth with... When they think of me, they understand that their ch- their choices and who they are and their opinions and their beliefs are theirs. I want them to own it, and I want them to live it, because then they'll leave the same thing that I'm envisioning leaving. Mm, I feel like it's changed. I think it yes. evolves as you evolve, and I think that's um, the way it should. Yeah, because what I 
thought before, which is it's help definitely helping people. That's the main message. Sure. But what specifically mm. I want people to see and be like, what's what's what is that girl like? What what's going on? What's I want thing. I want them to realize that you just have to own who you are, like yeah. own it. And even the worst friggin' situations you can ever imagine happening, own it because. If you don't own it, and we owned it, we bought it, we rented it. I mean, like that, this is like the extreme level of like what I, but that's why I need you, man. Because without you, people won't see that like, wow, yeah, they did own it. Like, right, oh, right. like they it happened. Thing, right? yeah. It happened. There was pain. There was sadness. There was frustration. There was anger. There was bitterness. But we owned all of those feelings. And it wasn't until just we like kind of like met where we could finally own that last sliver of pie of feelings that yeah and i've got that from you too and, and again i think people would be crazy not to recognize okay yeah you're overcoming adversity you're doing mm. it with a happy mindset right. but again you're owning it and not and unapologetically owning it yeah. and just being so honest and vulnerable and that's allowed me to do the same yeah so wow, yeah hey. so and and I think and it's crazy because I think that I hope that from your like our accident, well I'll yeah. say it now. We'll yes. start here. It our is. accident. Our accident. That that's what people get out of it. That okay, you know, but she's doing it nicely, but at least she's being her full authentic self mm -hmm. and allowing the world in because you didn't have to let the world in no, on that. I didn't really You didn't even have to let, let them in. You didn't even have to let me no. in on that. No. And then no. by letting people in though, you're not only touching them by saying, Wow, she's She's mm. a badass, like she's cool, she's funny, and she's got a lot of motivation in life. Mm. But you're also allowing people to be like, hey, you know, it could be way effing worse. Exactly. Way worse. Yeah. And so even me, like, so even, and I've thankfully been aware of, like, when I complain about stupid little things. And I'm like, you know what? And it's nice to have you in the back of my mind being like, you know, yeah. it could be freaking worse. So I like it. I think that's. Yeah, that's what I want to leave. Just people owning themselves and defining themselves with non-materialistic things. Because when you put your hope and your faith yeah. and your love into a material object, oh gosh, it's gonna you go here. This is everything. I won't be able to get through the day. And all of a sudden, I spill it everywhere, and there's none left. Would my all my hope, all my mm. faith and love be gone that quick? Right. Yes. So like that's yeah, what I want that's people what to know yeah, is, is have that. Faith in inside of you, that thing that's always talking, because that never changes whether you're and paralyzed or not, whether your root beer falls on the floor or if it's right here. It's it doesn't change. And it's gonna be hard for people because in again, unless you're in like a tragic accident like this. And right. Alan had mentioned earlier, it's hard for people to really get things unless they go through tragedy. It's just that's just unfortunately how it happens. And but I like going back, like I wish I could have I mean, I'm sure you could too. You wish like before this happened, but maybe not because we wouldn't be here that I had been prepared already and known and been sure of who I was at my core. Mm -hmm. So that no matter what happened, I'd be fine. I and now I'm getting there. Now oh, I yeah. think we both have gotten almost to the point. Well, I'm not even close, but I'm getting there. You're close. To where if something else tragic ever happens, yeah. I'd be the same person and feel that in mm -hmm. my heart. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Where after this, I didn't feel like that, like the accident. Mm -hmm. But now, and I wish people, everyone could feel that. But again, it's hard to really get that. Like, hey... You need to find yourself who you are because crap's going to happen and you want to make sure that you're the same person, yep. if not better, afterwards. Powerful. Amen. Powerful. Retweet, retweet, retweet. <laughs> <laughs> Try to say that three times. Retweet, retweet, retweet. 
Retweet, retweet, retweet. Retweet, retweet, retweet. Did I? I'm not even going to try. I think I did it right. I heard toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. So this is a really good segue. Well, not the retweet. Yeah, right. Um, Grabbing onto that part of you that's bigger than you, and it's bigger than the materialistic stuff, um, and that no matter what goes on around you, this part of you never changes. Mm. Um, I have that. That's why I wear this around my neck. It's the North Star. It's the brightest star in the sky. It never changes. It's a guide. It's always there. So my question for all of the guests is, through all of the, we grow, we evolve, we change, the whole world changes, but what about you never changed? If you really dig into your past, your present, and your future, what part of you is never going to change? And either one of you can go first. Uh, That was the realization I came to when I was paralyzed and I said, Nothing's the same. I can't eat an outrageous bars. I'm on a special diet. I don't want to be funny. I'm miserable. My friends have a different look when they see me, blah, blah, blah. I said, what is the same? I'm talking to myself. <gasps> I used to do that when I was moving. I used to talk to myself on first base. All right, all right, going to go, going to go, going to go. I used it th- all the time. Oh, my gosh. And I'm paralyzed, and I'm talking. Oh, my gosh, this is the soul. Oh my gosh! We have to pay attention. <laughs> that, to that was literally me on the drive up here when I was listening to the Untethered Soul. I swear, like yeah. legitimately, I was like this goofy little person in my head. I'm like, I'm here. Yes. I'm aware. This is and great. that's what I realized. <laughs> and and that's what I realized. Never changed was my personality in that little voice and in the just weird little thoughts and stuff that little did I know could get weirder and more elaborate. And but it wasn't until I started paying attention to it and yeah so like now i can be certain if anything would ever happen again or you know anything it's just like i have that bell this is different but this is you're you're still talking to yourself Hmm. beautiful yeah thanks um well i'll make this shorter because we're getting cut on time but uh i think my thing that never changed was since i was young and my parents um always said that this was my word too. Like limitless was always my word. And I feel like depending on how people use it, it gets a little more cheesier than not. But like for me, I think that no matter what my entire life, that no matter what happened, I was like, I can do, you can be limitless in this world. If you manifest it. And I've learned that at a really young age, which is like great that I, I did because I feel bad for people that haven't recognized that yet. So even after this accident, I think I was like, you know, I can still do the things I wanted. And the fact that Bella thought the same way about herself, even though that she was Mm. in such a tragic Mm. place was so big and healing for me because I'm like, I'm limitless and I'm okay, but she is too. And she went through some way worse stuff. So now you're combining this limitless energy together and you're like, we're going to do so much Mm. of this. We can do anything. It's just like, that's been amazing. So that was always there, but now it's like become like a bigger thing. It's not mm. just about me anymore. It's like right. this hunger drive to do, I'm doing something in life. I'm going to make an impact some way, somehow. Right. And now I get to do it with her. Yeah. 
So it's, it's like gonna, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be. Huge. I can't wait when you guys are on stages or whatever it That's is. That's what I just pictured. That's so weird. You just said that because <laughs> when you said that, I was like, I just like pictured us. Like, I can on see a it stage, for sure. And I pictured myself having to wear a dress, and I was like, oh. <laughs> there's that. I know like, that's literally head. what was going on. You're Bella. Like, you can no, wear you whatever can dress you want, just like that. I know. You can wear whatever <laughs> you want. Um, what did you say? I look like an 11 year old boy who forgot his. Right. We're gonna take a picture after this. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, will, we will have photo evidence. I do want to thank both you guys for doing this thank because you. uh, you're both unbelievably courageous and you're both super sweet and you're super, you're just unbelievably impressive young ladies. And um, I'm very grateful, especially to have you in my life, but now you as well. Um, mm. It was it was truly a pleasure getting to sit down and, and meet you. No, thank you for I'm being happy to share her so welcoming. You guys like made the environment really nice. I was I really told comfortable. You they were great. I know. We appreciate, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Alan had uh, pizza and brown. Oh. It was basically a, a pizza party. Yeah, yeah. we had donuts and no, root beer. It was adorable. You have anything to say? The last thing I want to say is I really like that limitless piece. Um, that you really can do whatever it is that's in your heart. And um, <clears throat> sometimes you don't know exactly what that is. Sort that's of like my where biggest Ali is like, right fear now, in life. Yep. But you will figure Not it out. Yeah. And and I think that even the fact that you're searching, like I really do think you're gonna do huge things i i sense a lot of fire in you and right now maybe that fire doesn't have all of the direction use that it's fire like, to find it <laughs> yeah right um i think that <laughs> hunger is everything and that limitless thing you said i just think you're gonna do awesome so i'm excited to see your future yes. for sure both you of you so both of you thank and thank you. you both for coming thank on you. no thank Hell you yeah. for having we us and allowing this was healing yeah. for us i, I, I feel I, it was remember I feel remember that. what i said at the beginning that was my intention for you no guys. and yeah. like and again people uh-huh. Like from a perspective, like oh, you're supposed to say that. I swear on my life, like I'm gonna read, like read or listen to this again, like years from now, and be like, that was such a changing point in my life. I agree with you. There was some time, yeah, and I like that we're. And I'm not just trying to like boost your guys' ego over here. You guys, no, 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 (laughs) no. But no, seriously, like to be able. Can you say it again? Yeah, Yeah. no, but to be. This is the first time. No, honestly, this is my. This is the first time I've been in a room with three people that are on the same, like, they, they, I feel like you guys can understand what mental, like... That's what I was saying. Like, on we are right in now. this circle that... It's... You brought us into your circle, and we... As much as I can understand what you guys went through, I'm there. I, there's certain things where I'm like... And we didn't even, like, get to the... We're not I going know. to, but that's, like, what the yeah. YouTube video is. Yeah. Chapter sure. one, guys, go chapter look at one. it. Get a yes. little deeper. So, about. everything we talked about, I'll link... All your yeah, yeah. your social medias and, and YouTube. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. We are going to eat some pizza and drink some root beer, and we will talk to you on and the next one. eat a one. donut. All is well and peace is good. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed our latest episode featuring Isabella Picard and Ali Bradian. Up next, we have a Small Talks episode on the word motivation. Thank you to Bianca for the suggestion. Real quick, friendly reminder... If you go to our website, thehyperconsciouspodcast.com, click the button that says join our mailing list. We will be in your email inbox Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with our hyperconscious morning minutes to start your days right. So this next episode is on dedication versus motivation. Thanks again, Bianca. It's really talking more about how motivation is momentary and how dedication will actually last. I think motivation is a very misunderstood concept. Do not miss this one. We hope you'll enjoy. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. 
Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.